You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, midweek we do a podcast on the cloudy Wednesday. Al Dukes, what's up, dude? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I was looking for, I'm noticing now, like I know I'm going to start driving back into New York City, like longer commutes, that sort of thing. Anytime I'm in my car for longer than like, say, 30 minutes, I get that sciatic pain that goes down from your back down to the right leg. Because I think it's it's the right leg because you're on the gas, off the gas, you know, your foot is not, your leg's not relaxed. You know what I mean? Like it's tense from the pressing down on the gas pedal and and then letting off on the gas pedal, down on the gas pedal, off on the gas pedal. And I realized that in all this time that I've not been commuting to the city and I've not had any long commutes, you know, remember back in the office when you would come in, I'd be stretching, I'd be rolling on a ball, I'd yeah. be c- constant muscle pain. Of course. And that's what it was from because it completely disappeared when my commuting stopped. And then when I had to go to the dentist the other day, which was 40 minutes away, came back. Right. I need like some sort of seat. I don't know if there's, I, I just put a thing on Twitter for, uh, I, I don't know if anyone's, I know people deal with this. I wonder if there's anything good for that type of thing. Do you get that as well? You seem to to uh, acknowledge that that is a thing. Well, I mean, I Do you don't get, get it driving it from, or no? No, I don't get it from driving. I just have it routinely pops up a couple of times a year, and most yeah. times I wake up with it, and then I have to deal with it for two or three days, I would say, and then it's just gone. Um, I, I don't get it from driving. That could be something else. Who knows? But um, I do know what it feels like, and if that is how it's triggered for you, if there's something you can do to alleviate it, go for it, dude. Yeah, I don't know what it is, what to do with it. I don't know, because from what you're describing, I don't know that there's anything that would take that away. Yeah. You know, Maybe even, I could... if you, even if you had a, a softer seat, that's I don't think that's going to cure what you're talking about with your leg and the tension. That's still going to be there. Yeah, that's what I think. Maybe I need to sit on a ball the whole ride. <laughs> well, I mean, it's possible. I got one of these foam um, back pads for the car that I saw yeah. at Costco, and it's tremendous. Now, it was no good in the winter because it would get too cold and... Not freeze, but it just it would be stiff. Now it was hard, right? Yeah, the weather's getting warmer now, and I can tell already that it's softening up, and it's fantastic. So maybe that's some. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I bought a seat for the chair that I sit in during the show because I just sit at like a kitchen seat. Yeah, and I and I bought a nice pad for that. That's that's for your back and stuff. Maybe I should just try moving that to the car and see if that does anything. 
That might work out quite well, actually. I did read though about these seats, and like you said, like in the winter, how it gets hard. Like if you, that they want, they expect you to take the seat and the back thing with you when you go in and out of the car, because they that. say, yeah, exactly, because they say in the in the summer they get too smushy because it's so hot in the car, oh, and then in the winter they're too hard. Huh. But yeah, well, no one's. We're not taking seats in and out of the cars. I guess I'll find out coming up uh, this summer because I'm not yeah. taking it in. And there's no way. Right. No way. Nope. Sitting in the car. And I hope it doesn't burn your butt. Nah, I think it'll be just fine. If the if the seat doesn't, that's not going to. Yeah. I'd be aight. So you'll see me back stretching in the office again. I hear, I hear you. I feel, you know, it's weird. I've said this to you before. I have really been, uh, it's got to be, uh, it might be a full year that I've really dealt with any back pain, which has been one of the longer stretches that I've had since I think I got this at 35 is when I first got checked out. So about 12 years ago, I woke up with horrible back pain one day, and I had it for several days, and then after talking to my mother, realized it was what she had and went and saw a back specialist in New York City. So in the last 12 years, I would say this is the longest stretch I've gone with really not having any back pain at all, Yeah, which has been good. Hey, good for you. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean, between all the vitamins and I also stopped the pounding um, exercises like I've really modified. I don't do the jumps anymore and stuff like that, which I don't think was helping me. Probably Um, not. Probably not. So it's been it's just been it's been much better over the the course of the last 10, 12 months, I would say. I was watching on uh, HBO. They had some I was on the HBO app and there was some sort of uh, documentary about personalities tests. Okay. yeah. You ever taken a personality test? Um, not a real one. No, I think I've taken like the goofy ones on social media, but I yeah. no, not really. So the main one, and on and this this thing was talking about how a lot of employers administer these tests, and you know whether that's right or wrong. They're eliminating people from jobs based on their personality test, and that doesn't always say any everything. But the main personality test is called the Briggs Myers test, but named okay. after the two people who created it many, many, many years ago. Right. So I went online yesterday to see can I do one of these tests online, and there's one that's very similar to the Briggs Myers one that you can do online, and then it sends you a report as to you know, it breaks it down like, are you an introvert uh, and, and that sort of thing and what your thinking is is like. And it really it really broke it down for me. Uh, not shockingly, I am an introvert. Was that the 16 personalities one? Yes. Yeah, I just pulled it up. How yeah, long did it take you to do this? Not long. Okay. It's pretty but good. You, and then You feel like you learned something about yourself. I feel like I confirmed some things about myself. And then okay. if you, you want to dig deeper, which I did not do, if you want to dig deeper, it tells you like what jobs you'd be better at, what type of personality type is someone that you're more likely to be in a positive relationship with. Mm, it was kind okay. of interesting to do, you answering the questions. It's one of those things where it's like strongly agree, strongly disagree, and somewhere in the middle. Yeah, sure. And then when you get done, it, it tells you what you are. And I guess... Uh, the popularity of this has grown on social media and on like YouTube. There's there's people fully dedicated to YouTube content creators based on personality types. No kidding. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, this YouTube is really something. My God. I can't. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what goes on on that YouTube because there'll <laughs> be people. They're like, this person makes videos of snoring. He has 17 billion subscribers. Like, it's- why? 
Dude, Al, when I tell you these shows my son watches, I, I am blown away with the amount of... Forget views, because views to me doesn't mean anything, because a view could be 30 seconds and you're out. But when yeah. I see 26 million subscribers... Yes. Like, what the hell? That means every time this person puts out something, someone gets an email saying that they've updated yeah. a day. 26 That's million people get an email generated. Exactly right. It's incredible. Exactly right. It's uh, it really is amazing. I gotta get in on that, Jerry. I gotta become a YouTube star. Uh, well, what I don't are you know doing? what I don't know what my specialty will be. Snoring or something? I don't know. So what, uh, what I have realized, though, to become the quote unquote YouTube star is you really need to figure out a way to trick the algorithm, which is the yeah. one everybody uses, and find out how to get that on people's screens. It's almost like. You may be good at what you're doing, but you got to get it in front of people. It's just not that simple. Right. You know? I so, do know. Boy. I hear you. We had an interesting uh, discussion today on the uh, actual Boomer and Geo program about uh, a Geo uh, told us sometimes where he had to uh, give sperm at the uh, doctor's office for fertility purposes. Right. And detailed that. I don't know that I'd be able to... to get the distractions out of my head to be able to do that in an office. Yeah, I can imagine. It's got to be difficult. I mean, but, you know, it's, I would think, very difficult on one hand. And on the other, you know what, you're doing it for the greater good of the relationship and what you're trying to accomplish. So perhaps that negates all the other feelings. You have. I don't know. It, it can't be easy. I mean, it's got to be uncomfortable. You're not in a normal space. There's a weirdness about it, I'm sure. I don't know. All right, then you have to walk it from the room where you deposited and bring it to another counter, another desk for it to be handled properly. Yeah. Uh, Gio said that there's in the in the room there were um, like ma- I don't know if they still have magazines and videos and movies. And then Gio said he used his phone, which was seemed strange, like to see Gio like holding his phone and. <laughs> And doing whacking it doing. like having to have that vision okay. in my head okay jeez <laughs> wow <laughs> i didn't need that image <laughs> I, I don't think i've ever watched pornography on my phone it's never come across your phone though on twitter um no like i don't mean like, like i don't think i've ever like thought let me watch some pornography let me grab my phone oh no i get that I, but i'm saying so for instance this morning at work um, someone sent me a whatever a neat article that Jerry Carino wrote about me and Joe yes. Boylan and Rutgers, and you know it came from a female. I'm thinking I'm always fascinated when I get a female follower because I feel like the only people that listen to our show are men. Yes, and so I always click on it to see is it a grand and most times no joke most times it's like a grandmother. Or it's like, um, yeah, probably someone in their 40s or 50s, and I can very quickly tell that they were a Rutgers graduate. I mean, that's usually the case, or they're a Cowboy fan or something. Right. So I clicked on this one, and the first thing that popped up was that she was an artist and a photographer, and the first picture there was it wasn't smut by any by any sense. It was a naked woman on the beach. In this, hmm. I, whatever. I'm like, oh, my God, click, get off that. I'm at work. Yeah. Um, and then right below it was a gorgeous photo of a mountain shot with the sunset. So clearly what she's doing is legit. But I'm saying, like, it just sometimes happens that that stuff comes right across right. your phone. 
especially on Twitter. But I, I understand what you're saying about. Yeah, whenever I see a female has followed me, I always check, and normally it's a bikini girl, so it's fake. Oh, okay. Yeah, I usually get the Rutgers uh, moms. Rutgers alums. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, if any most of the women that follow me, I would say, are Rutgers alums. Yeah. And you know, people are or those that are somehow surrounding the basketball program in some way, shape, or form. It is shocking when attractive women listen to sports talk radio. Yeah, I, I, like you said, you, we just don't expect it. Only because you're always told that your demographic is men twenty-five to fifty-four. Right. That's true. That is very true. But women find it because, uh, number one, they enjoy sports. Number two, their boyfriends maybe have exposed them to it first and then they liked it. Or their dad maybe exposed them to it first and then they like it. Yeah, it's It's, it's all various ways. Because my mother will watch the show every day for the most part. But I don't know that she would if I wasn't doing this. Correct. Um, my wife... I don't. I don't think watches the show at all anymore, um, because of the. You know, she used to be in the car going to work, where she would put it on, and she's not working any longer. So I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. I don't even talk to her about it. I'm not sure if she watches or listens or anything. And then most of our friends and their wives, they don't even know what I do for a living. Right. <laughs> so most of the women in my life don't have anything. To don't really know anything about it, so I'm with you. It's usually the husband or the guy, and even you know what's so funny too now is the kids that I coach. How many of them watch? Really, from ages yes, uh, half the kids on my 11 year old team watch every day before school, and then most of my 16 year old team, those guys would watch in the morning. Pretty wild, actually. That is the cool thing about being on TV as well. It does bring a different audience. And then you hope that those people would be watching in the morning while they're getting ready for work. And then they go, oh, let me put this on when I get in the car. Yeah, that's right. It's that's so true. right. You're absolutely right. Pretty well. This whole radio thing is fascinating to me. It is. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. And watching how it is evolving. Yes. Right over in front time. of our faces. And I can tell you right now, I'm quite confused about it. Yeah. Which Me I think too. many people are. Yeah. I mean for and from so many different angles too. You know, in terms of what makes a good show, dependent upon the time of day, what the subject matter is or shouldn't be, personality everything to me it's not black and white like like I think it was in the in the nineties. Right. Especially for sports talk. Yeah, it's very different. Yep. Yeah, because uh, they always say, you know, every everybody has the same information now. Yeah, no doubt. It's not like you're turning on the radio to be taught anything. Or to wonder who won the Nick game last night. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, that was more for what I was doing with the with the updates, and that's what sports phone was good for. And now you have it on your phone. Although I will tell you that it is bothersome to me when I am driving to work. If I miss the 3 a.m. update, and most times I'm in the car already for it, but I have had a couple of mornings in the last few weeks where I just couldn't get out of the house fast enough. And I get in the car, it's 3.05 or 3.06, and I hear Bob Euster locking out. I'm like, oh, crap. And then I'm like, you know what? Where do I go? Nowhere. 1010 Winds doesn't do sports anymore. We don't have the 20s anymore. And so I drive in, and I wait till the 4 o'clock update. Right, because in the morning when people are rushing around getting ready for work, they don't necessarily go on their phones. I don't and Go have on time. Twitter. and Right. So you do yeah. look for that on the radio when you get in your car. 
You're damn right I do. That's like the You're first damn thing I'm straight. looking for. Yeah, and I and I don't get it anymore, and I don't know where to get it any longer. And I'm driving, so I'm not going to pull my phone up. No, don't do There's that, a, Jerry. Very dangerous. There, how about this? I thought this was interesting. There was a this morning. I was going back and forth between Steve Summers, um, Mad Dog Radio, which runs the tape of his show from the previous day. They okay, run overnight, but they give you updates at night. At least I fresh thought they updates. Gave you real, they didn't put scores in the update. The guy came on and just did a couple of NFL, and, you know, listen, the Andy Dalton signing, that makes sense. Okay, that happened last night. Gave some random no-name NFL signings, mentioned Alex Ovechkin's goal, and that was it. I'm like, did the Knicks win the game? I mean, (laughs) not even a score. Right. Man, there's nowhere to go. It's, It's tricky. It's tricky to figure out what people want, what people don't want, what people are sick of getting. It's right. a lot going on, Jerry. I, I, Yeah, I agree. I did my interview with Anthony of Opie and Anthony yesterday. I went pretty well. I was happy with it. Although oh, i got to say, you. I was strangely a little nervous in the beginning. Why? How so? Just because I don't know. He was such a big star back in the day on 1027? I, I guess I didn't want to. I had been waiting to talk to him on tape for a long time. And I was finally getting my opportunity. And I was taping it on Zoom which right. the audio is very good. So I was also recording on Zoom for the first time, so I was so nervous that I was going to screw up the recording, so that was in the back of my mind. I was a little right. nervous in the beginning, but then it all settled in nicely. So I'll have to get that out soon, and I'll hopefully get some others as well. So yeah, uh, I did enjoy okay. doing that. How long was it? An hour. That's not bad. But it was all did about... You feel like, did you feel like you covered what you wanted to cover in the hour? Yes, I did. I felt like cool. I, I I had a little more, but I didn't want to, you know. He gave he gave me an hour of, of his time, which was plenty. So yeah. uh, I probably could have gone on for another twenty minutes, but uh, it was it good. Was I I got it was enough. I got what I needed, or what yeah, I was I looking for, and just talking about radio and talk radio back in those days. So and how different it is now, and how different it is now. So go check out check that out, Jerry. Do the sixteen personalities dot com personality test and let I me will. know what you come up with and I'm then gonna tomorrow right tomorrow we'll um we'll compare our notes okay i'm going to do it right now as soon as we wrap up and if listeners want to do it six yeah it's the number 16 not spelled out the number 16 personalities.com there you go do 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 it while you're at work today what else you got people have to do i'm sure you're, you're <laughs> working from home not really fully working eight hours do that i'll kill some time for you oh uh, you're funny all right, Jerry, have a let's great do the, Wednesday, all right? Yes, you too. Let's do the warm-up show. Sounds good. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, what do you say we do this? It's Wednesday morning. They call it hump day. A couple of minutes after 5 o'clock, New York City is where we's at. Me and the Eddie Scazzeri. 
down the Jersey Shore with his puppy. His name is Albert Darrell Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Good morning, Jerry, and a happy St. Patrick's Day to you and all of your Irish relatives. I don't have it. Well, I have one. I have an uncle who's Irish. I actually didn't even realize it was St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Oh, That's great. right. I don't care. I, I did one of those DNA tests uh, like a year ago or You're so. You're everything. I, I, but I've got a good chunk of Irish in me, Jerry. Nice. So go get drunk on green beer today. <clears throat> I'm going to drink some green beer, eat some green bagels, have some green scrambled eggs. You're going to so do gonna... any such thing. You're going to eat an apple. You're going to have mm-hmm. your Metamucil. I will. Right. You're going to have banana. your banana. You'll have your whatever with sweet potato Cookies. and broccoli tonight. And you'll Chicken. have your Stelladoro breakfast cookies. Yeah, had those already, but yeah, you're right. I'm None of which have... will be green. I don't eat any of that green stuff on St. Patrick's Nor Day. I'm I. not interested. I don't want food dye in my system. Me I neither. Don't, I don't know what that meat is that the Irish people eat on this day. Corn beef? Yeah, yeah corn beef or corn hash or whatever that is. I'm with is. you. I'll pass. I don't know what that is. Is that roast beef? I don't know. I, I've never I've never eaten it once in my life. I have no idea. I feel like it's like a spicy roast beef. Okay. But I don't know. Here's what it is. Something I'm probably never going to eat. Yeah, you're never going to eat that. I'm not going to eat it. Um, Sad, though, Jerry, that we can't be doing a live broadcast today. Yeah, I thought I actually did think about that yesterday, and then I forgot until you just mentioned that it was St. Patrick's Day. I was thinking yesterday how everything got shut down last year. Yes. And I'm not sure. Were we set to do one last year prior to everything happening? I don't remember. I don't think so, because I think for... I I don't remember. we, we were not... Nothing got canceled. Okay. So this is now going on a good few years that we haven't done the St. Patrick's Day show. Right, because some of them fell on a uh, weekend. Yes, exactly. Let's be honest. Those live St. Patrick's Day shows are a bit of a disaster. Well, I mean, they're fun. Here's what I would say about a lot of live shows. They're fun for the audience. They're not so much fun for us because of the disadvantage we're at trying to do the job. They're fun for the people there. Absolutely. I can't imagine sitting in traffic listening to a live broadcast on St. Patrick's like, Day. I'd like, to, I'd like to go watch us. That'd be fun. Yeah. But it's difficult to do. Exactly, Jerry. And then we've got bands playing, uh, the, the, the bagpipes going. Like It's a whole thing. It people whole are thing. getting drunk at 5 o'clock in the morning. Well, it'll return in uh, 2022. 2022 what's this 2021 so another year and then we'll be uh, right back into it jerry and that will probably fall on a thursday which would be cool i like that i love a thursday i do too i also found out today that uh well really like sunk in today for whatever reason i have an irrational dislike for people who back up parking what does that mean like back back like back into a parking space when it's not needed and go front out yeah, front out. Okay. I don't know why. Why does that bother you? I don't know. Here's a ta- I th- What town is it? Isn't it Avon where you have to park? You have to park uh, that way? No, most towns, they don't want you parking no, no, that I way. I know that. There are certain towns where you have to park, though. Yeah. That you got to go put out. In? Yes. I don't know what the reason yeah, for that is. Mm, yeah, I don't know, but I don't. I don't like it. I don't know why. I don't. I, I think it's because I, that the backup parker feels like he or she is at an advantage backing in. But at some point, you're backing up. Whether what you're sparked this. This is a weird one for even for you. Yeah, because I and there's someone who backup parks in my parking lot all the time, and I don't know. It just bugs me. And I saw it again this morning when I was walking the dog. I was like, Why is this guy got to back in? <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me, but I know, but it does. And then when I see people doing it like at, uh, like people will go to the Burger King for lunch and back into their parking spot. Why? 
I don't know, nor do I care. Me, Jerry. <laughs> the backup Parker. Well, you and think I know about I'm gonna, some weird things. And I know I'm going to hear from the backup Parkers on Twitter, be like, I back up, you know, but I don't know. And it happens here at the beach sometimes. I just stop backing up into your parking spots. You got to okay. back up. It's not like you save yourself the backup. You gotta, you're backing up into the spot instead of backing out of the spot. And now that we have reverse cameras, it's so much easier to back out of a spot. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you could see the cars coming from down the street. Yeah, no, I, I no get it. No need for it. No, no need. No, I, okay. Fair enough. I woke up to a story about <laughs> about Deshaun Watson, which I think is fagazi. So do I. I 100% think it's And And fugazi. I don't know, like, why do we get that? There's certain things where you go, this is believable. I'll, I feel bad for the victims, and other times you go, this sounds fagazi, and I need more information. I'll tell you why. A, not many details. B, they've already asked for six figures to make it go away. So a lawsuit was filed by a Houston attorney against Deshaun Watson. The lawsuit references Deshaun Watson's behavior with women and that Deshaun Watson went too far with a woman who was giving him a massage. And Deshaun Watson came out and said he is uh, looking forward to clearing his name. He's never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. And that he, as you said, would not pay them off, which is what they were really looking for. Yep. He's a target. So it sounds fugazi to me. It does. Now, it doesn't mean it is, but I'm with you. The first time I heard it, I was like, come on. I'm totally with you. Now we need to hear more, and we'll see if there's any evidence. But I get the sense this is something that might go away quickly because yes, they you know they asked and were rejected for the money. I don't know what kind of proof they have, if any, right? You know, so but it's also a situation that could be a he said she said he said she said if there's no video footage and those are dicey. Yeah, you know the only people that know what happened are the two that were in there. It's all about the he said he. <laughs> be careful because you know what comes after those two words. It's all about the he said she said. The bull bleep. The bull bleep. Yeah. Bull bleep. So who knows? Yeah. Normally, I believe the lawsuits. Mm-hmm, I know you do. But I, I just this one just feels fugazi. Yep. We are. And you're in right. We need, like right now. I feel no differently towards Deshaun Watson. Based on this story. I don't either, but I do got to keep half an eye open. Got to keep half an eye open. But on this day, as I speak to you on this St. Patrick's Day, Jerry, I need more information before my view of Deshaun Watson is tainted in any way. I hear you. Is that fair to say? Yes, I do. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get it. Yeah, that's what I think. In other football news, though, yesterday, uh, we know that the Bears were all hot and heavy for for Russ Wilson, Danger Russ Wilson, Mister Unlimited, as you recall, as you call him, Jerry. I don't call him anything. I call Mr. him Russell Wilson. Un, you call him Russell Wilson or Russ Wilson? I've never once called him a Russ Wilson. <laughs> Nor do I think I ever heard that. that yes, they they call him I Russ only know Wilson. Russ, who? I only I only know Russell Wilson. The backup Parkers. <laughs> Stupid. The backup Parkers also refer to Russell Wilson as Russ Wilson. <laughs> okay. So they seemed all hot and heavy that they were going to go get Russ Wilson and instead ended up with the red rifle, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. So did you see the funny part about this story is 
the Super Bowl odds for the Bears actually got worse after the <laughs> announcement the, of Andy Dalton. <laughs> so the Bears acquired a new quarterback, and their chances to win the Super Bowl went down. I think it went from forty to one to fifty to one, or fifty to one to sixty-one. I forget, but yes, the their their chances got worse after the announcement of Andy Dalton. The Bears just historically cannot figure out the quarterback position. Yeah, like no. when's the last? I'm trying to think back, like. The last like legitimate quarterback that the Bears had for any period of time. I couldn't tell you. I got to go back to my childhood. I go Vince Mc uh, Vince McMahon, Jim McMahon. I liked Vince Evans when I was a kid. He was a quarterback for a little while that right. I feel like was there. But I can't think of like why can't the Bears figure this out? Carl Brumbaugh never heard was of the him. starting quarterback from 1930 to 1935. Oh, that was a pretty no good run. Why. Oh, Sid Luckman. Okay, we should have known nah, that. I don't count that. No, I know. We're talking the 40s. But if you're talking yeah. recently, listen yeah, to this back list. back it up. Listen to this list. This is actually amazing because you say, man, is this right? I went Jim McMahon and Vince Evans as the last Chicago Bears quarterbacks I was interested in. But you know what's funny about Jim McMahon is he wasn't even the starting quarterback that long. I know. So here's the thing. I, you know who's got the longest run? Yeah. Jay Cutler. Oh, right. Jay Cutler. 2009 through 15. Okay. You know what? I'm going to put Jay Cutler on my list. You've got Mitchell Trubisky the last handful of years. Boring. You had Matt Barkley splitting the year with Jay Cutler. You've got Cutler there, as I said, for six. Then listen to this list. And it goes, I'm going year by year, but I'll go quick. You're going backwards. Yeah, because you, here's why. Because there's there's no consistency. Yeah. You got a year of Kyle Orton. Then you've got a year. I mean, this is a mess. They had Rex Grossman, Brian Greasy, and Kyle Orton splitting the season. In one year. Yes. Yeah, And I'm sure there are injuries that are related to this, but whatever. You got Rex Grossman in 06. I think 06 was the year they lost the Super Bowl to the Colts, I think. Uh, Grossman was the quarterback that year. The year prior, Kyle Orton. And then listen to this one. Let's see if you remember this. All right. Which name is a phony name and which name is actually a quarterback? Are a you Bears ready? quarterback? Yes. Sure. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you three names. Okay. Fair enough. Jonathan Quinn, mm -hmm. Mike Davis, Craig Krenzel. There's one well, phony name in there. Oh, there's only one phony name or yes. one real quarterback. I gave name. you two real quarterbacks, one phony name. I'm going to say the last name you gave me, which was what? Craig Krenzel. Fake. He started five games for the Bears no. in 2004. So he's real. Jonathan Quinn started three games for the Bears. Yeah, what are they doing? I don't know. Then you got Cordell Stewart and Chris Chandler splitting a season. Chris Chandler. Jim Miller and Chris Chandler the year prior. Yeah, this is crazy. This is nuts. And and everyone always makes fun of, like, I've seen T-shirts for the Cleveland Browns sure. prior to Baker May Mayfield getting there with their list of starting quarterbacks, and there's a ton of them. It's like the same thing. It's like the Browns now have it figured out. But prior to that, the Browns had all these quarterbacks. The Bears, I don't know. It's weird. Jim Chicago's, Harbaugh had a good run of four years. That's true. But right, four so years, go, that's it. I'll go Jay Cutler, Jim Harbaugh, Jim McMahon. How long was my main man Vince Evans there when I was a child? Two years, 1980, oh. 1981. <laughs> 80 and 81. That's it. And even McMahon, they, but here's the thing about McMahon. You sit there, I'm like you. You think, wow, 1985 Bears, Jim McMahon. Okay, fine. His run is nothing. Right, you, Seven starts in 82. All right, 13 and 83, that's fine. 84, they had one, two, three, four, 
five starting quarterbacks. Mm. 85, McMahon started 11 games. Steve Fuller started five. And then 86 is where it falls apart. Mike Tomzak was basically the starting quarterback. Jim McMahon started six times. And in 87, McMahon's, and they had four starting quarterbacks every year. And he was gone by 1989. They got to draft somebody, Jerry. They need a draft. They can't count on Andy well, Dalton. They did, Mitchell Trubisky. It hasn't worked out oh, so right. well, has it? No. I mean, this is really something. Yeah, very strange. I'm going back to... I'm now in the 1950s, and I can't find a quarterback until I get to Ed Brown from 1955 to 1960. I think six years might be their longest run for a legit starting quarterback. Very strange. Get it together, Chicago. And Sid Luckman was six years from 43 to 48. And this ain't helping an Andy Dalton signing. Uh, No, it's not. He's a backup guy. He's like what he did for the Cowboys. That's what you want him on your team for. You know, it's interesting to me because I feel like, if I remember, I feel like Andy Dalton got paid that amount of money to be the backup in Dallas. He got pizzy. I do. I don't know why. I thought he got, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he didn't get that much. No, you know what? He only got, yeah, he got 10 years with $3 million in incentives. So why would you leave Dallas? I guess because he's got a better chance to start. Right, I would rather stay and be a backup. That'd be awesome. Well, I know he wants to play. I get it. Play, but you want—I don't know. That's that's not a great situation in Chicago. Like, why? It's kind of like when Rex jumped at being the Bills' head coach. It wasn't the right time and the right spot for him. But it was like I got to be a coach. I feel like this is for Andy Dalton. Be like, I got to start be a starting quarterback. This is my best chance, even though the team stinks. He ain't getting any younger, Jerry. That's what they say for all of us. We're all aging by the day. We are, and so is this hour, which the first segment has flown by. So we're gonna take a quick break because Eddie tells me we need to. And then when we come back, we'll get into the uh, meat and potatoes of the show, as they like to say. And then Boomer and Geo, 6 o'clock on a Wednesday on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. All right, 25 after 5, one correction. So I'm trying to read through the details of this Andy Dalton thing. So Dalton made around 7 or $8 million with the Cowboys, much of it because of incentives based on Dak getting hurt and the games he played. So the $10 million with the Bears is a significant raise for sure. So, mm, okay, got it. I still don't think it's a great situation for him. Still sounds like a boring year for the Bears. <laughs> well, I do agree with that, too. That is true. Jerry, I did Google corned beef during the break, and it turns out it is a salt-cured brisket of beef, which I should like. I don't know why I've always I've always avoided corned beef. It's probably it, delicious. I've just yeah, never had it. It sounds odd, and it says that the term comes from the treatment of the meat with large-grained rock salt, also known as corns of salt. I got to be honest. When I hear um, salt-cured beef, beef or meat, yeah. I don't think of you anymore. Salted meats? I don't. I, I mm. think of you as just eating the bland chicken or turkey and a piece of salmon once in a while, and you're yeah. passing on things like salami, pepperoni, or salt-cured meat. Right, but maybe on St. Patrick's Day, I have some salt-cured meats. I couldn't even get you to have a cheeseburger at McDonald's. Yeah, I don't eat the cheese part, <laughs> but I would have, a, I would have but that. But you didn't even I, get I the like hamburger. 
think I would try it. Uh, a couple things on Twitter. Joe Sapinara says uh, Russell Wilson's Instagram account is Danger Russ Wilson, so he's even referring to I'm himself. Not, I'm not arguing with that. I'm saying I really have not heard a, an expert ever call him Russ. Yeah. Uh, and then Jimbo71 on Twitter says, I'm with you on the backup Parkers. They need to get over themselves. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, Jerry. You people, guys got a lot of time on your hands. People feel like backup Parkers are arrogant tools. That's it. That yes. It just is. There's you no and him. Ex- there's no explanation. I've no, never I- once given that a thought, ever. Then I see there's an article from a newspaper that says there are barbarians among us, those that ignore the rules of civility and back into their parking spots. I mean, it's unbelievable, Jerry. I'm telling you. What's unbelievable is what you get hung up on. <laughs> oh yeah, it is weird. God. Like, and I think about it every time I see a backup park. I'm like, this guy must think must think his poop don't stink. Kind of like you, <laughs> Jerry. Former wide receiver Steve Smith went all in on Dave Gettleman. I'm yesterday. disappointed about this because I was trying to find audio and it's yeah. not. It's quotes from NJ.com as Billy NJ.com told me. Yeah, there's there's no. I can't find the audio. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying yeah, oh, I think it I exists because I think it happened on NFL Network. All right, see, Billy, I just put Billy on the job, and he said Billy. it was a story written that there's no audio. Mm, I would double-check that. Crapola. But uh, Steve Smith says Dave Gettleman did not go out and get himself a stud-wide receiver because Dave Gettleman does not want an alpha male on the team. That's, I, I read the quotes, man. It's pretty damning stuff. Now, I he didn't have a great relationship with Steve Smith. Is that right? That is correct. I don't think he had a great relationship yeah. with anybody. Like, it ended poorly there in Carolina for Dave Gettleman amongst the players. I don't think they really cared for him. Right. Well, that's true, too. Steve Smith said, quote, you don't want a playmaker. You want cheap. You want people that aren't going to make a stink in the locker room, and that means you want to be average. That's what ran him out of Carolina, and that's what has them very pedestrian in New York. Well, I don't think Dave Gettleman wants the Giants to be average. I think that's a bit of a stretch for sure. I mean, think about what we're saying. He wants to and needs to win. The problem is the two people have different ways that they think they can win. Dave Gettleman's trying to build a team and it's team first, and stars second, and Steve Smith was a star-wide receiver that believes you win with stars. So it's two different philosophies. Now, I'll ask you this question. If, in fact, he did say this on NFL Network, which I have no reason to believe he didn't, because I know for I know for a fact as well that he works on NFL Network, why would you not put that on your website and have, and have the video everywhere. I don't know. That's a great point, Jerry. That's a bad job of their social media team. Because I can't find I mean, I'm on NFL.com. Yeah. I can't find it. So you're saying the just different philosophies. Now, my philosophy for winning, I maybe you've heard of the my philosopher that I look up to, Al Davis. Socrates? Oh. Al Davis, just win, baby. Right. What about it? That's my philosophy. Oh, well, yeah. Like you said, there's different philosophies. You want to win with star players or you want to win by building a team. My philosophy is Al Davis style, just win, baby. I agree with that, except you just got to figure out how you're going to just win, baby. Yeah. Whatever works, whatever combination you could put out there, just win, baby. I hear what you're saying, my man. I hear. Boy, I'm looking everywhere. Did Al Davis pass away? Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Mark Davis runs the team. Oh, man, he passed How in, do you not uh, remember this? I remember now, Jerry. He passed in 2011, I'm seeing. Like, you oh, just asked sticks. me if Al Davis passed away. It was yeah. a decade ago. Decade. Just uh, just over a decade, my memories. Tom slip. Landry has also passed away. 
Oh, I love Tom Landry. Back when coaches wore suits. Yeah. Dan Reeves, I think, was the last one, right? That yes. Did that. What that would be cool if somebody came out now and just started wearing a suit. You know Just win, baby. I'm in a suit. Not every game, Eddie, I don't think. He's telling talk on the mic. I hate when you do that. Mike <laughs> Nolan, Jack Del Rio. Yeah, but I don't think <laughs> every, I don't think Del Rio did it every game. I feel like he did it at to like honor certain guys specific games. I don't think it was every game. Yeah, you know no who, one's wearing a suit anymore. You know who did it the other day? It was Rich, uh, Rick Patino with Iona in the MAC tournament, and I feel like he's the first head coach in college basketball I've seen wear the suit this year because they've all been dressed down. Oh, I thought they were all suit guys. Usually they are, and and that's been aside. I think Bob Huggins doesn't anymore, but most college basketball coaches still wear the suits on the sidelines, and and their staffs do as well. This year with the empty arenas and with the way the year's been. Really, nobody has. And when I saw Patino in the championship game against Fairfield wearing it, I took a double take because I haven't seen it all year. It's a little different. I'm thinking, you know, Dave Gettleman's getting bad press today with this uh, Steve Smith attacking him. I'm thinking of leaving him up, calling the voicemail over there at the Giants and just go, just win, baby. So why did you do that? And just I was just going to say, hey, I saw this nonsense uh, about you and not wanting to win. Maybe you've heard of the great philosopher Al Davis, who I just learned recently passed 10 years ago. <laughs> just win, baby. Why don't you uh, send, shoot him an email? You love emails. I do love emails. So send him an email. It's so much easier to communicate via email versus face-to-face or phone calls. There's no nervousness to it. You could craft your letter, look it over. You don't like the awkwardness of the interaction. Correct. Of actual human interaction. See, that's why we get that's why we get along so well, because we can be together for a while and not speak and we're kinda mm-hmm. good with it. Yeah. We just have the radio on and we're driving in together. It's okay. It's not bad. Like when we were at Hooters in Arizona. We didn't say much. No. We, we just... enjoyed our boneless wings. <laughs> and the palm trees and we were good. The palm trees and the beautiful people who work at Hooters, both men and women. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. And there are, especially in Arizona, there really are a lot of beautiful oh. people out there. Ooh, the weather's always nice. Beautiful people go where the sun goes. Beautiful people. You know what Was I'm saying? Was that Marilyn Manson? There? Marilyn Manson, the beautiful people. <laughs> Houston uh, Texans, Jerry, Houston. they signed Tyrod Taylor. The man who well, had his uh, lung punctured by a doctor last year. This is a now. Here's this is interesting. So Andy Dalton goes to Chicago, where he's going to have a chance to start. The team stinks. Tyrod Taylor had a chance to start last year. Got screwed by the medical people. Lost his job. Needs a job, and now he's going to somewhere that's not going to be very good. But you get the sense he'll be able to start because Deshaun Watson says he's not playing. Yeah, they, uh, I just kept seeing, like, what does this mean for Deshaun Watson? The the Texans have signed Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, it means the Texans are going to call his bluff, and if he doesn't want to play, he doesn't mm-hmm. play. We'll see if he gets traded by the draft. I still think he's going to be traded before. You do? I do. I Yeah. I still think, yeah, I don't know. I'm sitting there saying I think Sam Darnold's going to be the starting quarterback of the Jets, but I do believe there's a good chance that the Jets still make a move right before the draft. Hmm. Or at least offer, make an offer, like a legit offer that gets publicized. Do I got to leave a message for Joe Douglas, Justin, <laughs> baby, as well? I've got two phone calls to make today, You're very Jerry? busy today. Well, listen, Eddie's stuck, Eddie's stuck screening all the calls. You might as well get on the phone and all make right. a call. And I'll just two. pray, just cross my fingers for a voicemail so I could just leave it, just win, baby. What would you do if you called Gettleman and he picked up? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, oh, 
could I, I was, I thought I would get your voicemail. Just, I'd be just like this. Uh, um, I thought I would get your voicemail. Just win, baby. Click. <laughs> and then someone would, boy, this child just called me. No, he's 51. <laughs> no, it was a 51-year-old in the media. Uh, half past five. Give me a radio tease. What are we coming back with on the other side? Hmm. Um, all right, Jerry, you want a radio tease? What about Icy Hot in your most intimate of areas? With audio coming up what? next. His private and parts. Boomer- His private parts. <laughs> Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock on a Wednesday. Don't go away on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. All right, 20 in front of six. We'll get to the audio. Would you like to set this up for us there, Al Dukes, talking about Shaquille O'Neal and Conan O'Brien? Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, Jerry, was on the Conan O'Brien podcast, which is actually pretty good. I have listened to a few episodes of, uh, it's called Conan Needs a Friend. Very long, hour and almost an hour and a half. Yeah, it's cool if you have, uh, you know, the guest has to be somebody, though, that you're interested of in. Of course. I have very little interest in Shaq. He's he's out oh, there too Shaq. much. You know what I mean? Such a nice but, guy. But he was on there talking about a, a situation where he uh, had Icy Hot applied to his thighs Here's during the basketball game. So here, I'll give you, I cut it in four parts because it's a little lengthy. A four-parter. So here is how it starts. One day I kind of had like a thigh bruise and the guy rubbed it, but he rubbed it too high. So during the game, my my little guys start getting hot. <laughs> Like, really hot. Like, I thought something was wrong. And so mm. we continue in the game. Got to the point where I was like, hey, man, I, I think I need to go to I, I need a doctor. Like, you know, my my little guys are on fire. So he's like, oh, I think I put the icy hot too high. And so it gets worse after he leaves. So now I take a shower. Boy, I thought I was in hell. It gets it worse, so right? It gets, it gets worse. Ver- yes, it gets worse. So then I'm in there screaming, ah, and there was a Spanish janitor in there. And he said, uh, compadre, you got to use milk. And then the final <laughs> part of this is how the whole thing concludes. So now I'm in the shower pouring milk on my boys, and the guys coming in, they're looking at me like, what the, what the hell are you doing? But the milk actually worked. So then when I meet with Icy Hot, I was like, you know what? It's hot. You guys, this company works. I like company. Company works. So, but, wait, a right. wait a minute. That is your testimonial for Icy Hot? Yes, it is. It, is it, it yes. set your testicles on fire? Yes, it did. Oh, boy. That is a great laugh, by the way. Boy, that Conan is really enjoying that story. <laughs> he did enjoy that story. Yeah, I'm he, very, I don't use Icy Hot often, but I am very careful where it goes. Yeah, no, Icy Hot is, I usually, uh, not usually, when I need it, I use it on my back. Yes, and same it is here. outstanding. I could see though if you rubbed it in the wrong area, or and this has happened to me, uh, where I've gotten it in the corner of my eye. Oh, because there's still a little residue on my finger after yes. rubbing the back, and then you rub your eye by mistake, and your eye is on fire, and it's not even that much. So you got to be it, the stuff works. It's outstanding, but you do got to be careful with it. Well, what are you supposed to apply it with? Just your bare hand, or that's what or? I've always done. But then, as they're saying, what if you go to wash it off? Doesn't it get hotter? 
on your hands. Um, and then if you have to go go uh, if you have to pee or something, and then you well, I mean, I can tell you this in that area from the times I've used it. You you rub it all the way into your back, into your skin. There's not mm-hmm. much left. Oh, and then I listen. I don't use it every day, but the times I have, and Tiger Bomb is another one I use. Oh yes, That's Tiger Bomb got a very similar type of feel to it, but that doesn't really. I'm now maybe beginning the too confused. That doesn't burn though. Like when you wash your hands afterwards, nothing. On Tiger Bomb, yeah, nothing at all. I don't understand how any of those things work. I don't either, but they do work. Yeah, they. I also have used Icy Hot, the one that has the applicator that's a ball, like a roll-on deodorant. Okay. And you do that way, then you're not touching it onto your the, the skin of your hands. Maybe it makes sense. So maybe I got the two confused. Maybe I'm thinking of more of Tiger Bomb than I am Icy Hot. Hmm. Hmm. In more basketball news, Jerry, Sister Jean has been cleared to travel to the NCAA tournament. That's amazing. With, with Loyola. Yeah. She is... 101 years old. That's right. And that's why when I tell you that my, I'm shooting for 100, yeah, there are great examples of this now. There's no reason not to. When, when you sit there and say, I'd be happy at 70. No, you wouldn't. Mm. You would not be. Sister Jean's 101 going to college basketball games in Indianapolis during a pandemic. I think you can make it to 100 if you keep eating your salmon and your chicken. Are we over the Sister Jean thing or are we still like her? Well, I think we got into Sister Jean because they made a little bit of a run. I think now... If they're one and done, no one's going to care. Are they going to show right. her on TV if she's in the arena? Yes. But if they lose in their first game, that's the end of that. Then the Sister Jean fun is over. Yes. Yeah, so well, how could it not be? Unless she wants to stay and adopt a team and, and root for them. Right. She doesn't want to do that, Jerry. She's Loyola. Right. She's loyal to Loyola. At 101. Ray, the playmaker on Twitter, says that he recently rubbed his eyeball with Icy Hot accidentally. That's not good, Ray, the playmaker. Yeah, I, I would think not. A couple real quickly uh, here, Jerry, uh, on backup parking. Joey Baboots, who oh, used God, to work here, he says the only time backup parking is okay is when you know it's going to snow. Eddie, have you ever to... thought about this? Which I, I agree. He's right. Never. If it's, if it's going to snow, you are allowed to back into your spot. You're allowed to back up into your spot anytime you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sir P. Succio says, okay, let me inconvenience everyone as I back into my spot in the crowded parking lot. Love it. Absolutely. I can't wait till the next time I see you. I am going to back up into every spot around you now. Do not back up into spots. Do not. Please, Jerry. That will bother me. Cannot wait. I see that uh, Rob Gronkowski, quote unquote, flirted with the Buffalo Bills before resigning with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, what does this mean? They called him or he called them? They called him, I believe. Then that means nothing. He would have been cool, though. In, like That is one spot that he would have been cool at because uh, of all the fun tailgating, throwing everybody through tables, body slamming people. Because you could see him in the parking keggers. lot after the games. Yes. Absolutely. I agree. Throwing marital aids at the players, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills fans. That would have been a good spot because <laughs> the Buffalo Bills fans are very much like wrestling fans. And Gronk is very much like a wrestler. Would you say they're the most fun fan base? Yes. Second, the Raiders. But I'll go dangerous with that. And scary. Even in Vegas? See, I don't no. think we know yet. No, it's not the same, Jerry. Well, it can't be the same. It is Vegas. I mean, Vegas is a blast of a place, as you know. So perhaps when they get there, and I mean, they're there, but when fans finally get there, we'll see that they're still the same old Raider fans. I don't know that we know that yet. So I would have to put that one on hold right now. Yeah. Eagle fans? 
I don't know. Hmm. I'm gonna go like like when you were nervous to go into a stadium, and I think people were nervous to go play the Raiders when when their fans were you know the Oakland Raiders, the black hole. The black hole just is dangerous. Like you catch a touchdown down there, and you have to keep running because your momentum takes you out of the end zone. This could be trouble. I will always say that not many regrets, but not getting to a game in Oakland was one because it just was an iconic setting. Where did they play? Where the Oakland A's play? <laughs> God help me! I swear to God. Serious, God serious questions only. Yes, they did. Remember the infield dirt every? Yes, September? I do remember that. I love infield dirt on That was because field. the Oakland A's played at the Oakland Coliseum, as oh. they still do. <laughs> so the Raiders were like, we're out of here because this stadium stinks. And the Oakland A's are like, yeah, we'll still. That's the place that backs up with sewage. <laughs> it's a terrible place. It is, right? I've heard many announcers complain about what a dump it is. Now, yeah, it's also dump. their dump. And I would have liked to have gone to see a Raider game there. Just one. Okay. Just and you would have said just win, baby. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yes, Jerry Tiger Woods is back in the video game uh, uh, business. He's making a fortune, from what I read. Yeah, so he has not done a video game in many years. Remember, he did the EA Sports. They dumped him after the um, incident wherein his wife clubbed his car with a <laughs> right five the, iron. The infidelity. The infidelity thing. Uh, but now he, and then I guess, you know, EA Sports back then tried to revamp their whole game, and it never really caught on the same way that the Tiger Woods golf game caught on. How so now Tiger's mo- back. How much money do you think he's making now? Oh, my goodness. Off the course. Off the course. Because he went through, you're right, when you bring that up and what happened with him with his wife, he was at the top of his game, although he was he was having injuries, but he was still in terms of his marketing ability, he was still winning, he was still, you know, at that point in his 30s, and he was, I mean, I don't know, I've got to think he was making a couple hundred million dollars a year, I would think at that point. Now, all these years later, the Masters win the Redemption Tour, the Comeback Trail, whatever you want to call it, and he's got endorsements all over the place again. I almost wonder if he's close to where he was. If he is not close, has he surpassed it? Right. Because he's worth, isn't Tiger worth over a billion dollars? Is that right? A billion dollars? That'd be awesome. Pretty sure he is. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Tiger has made a lot of, forget about what he's made on the course. Tiger Woods has made a fortune off the course. So let's see what the internet says. His net and, uh, worth for Tiger Woods. What do you think it is? Um, uh, $900 million. Um, his estimated net worth is $1.5 billion. Nice. Wow. Pretty good. Now, I know, I know the only video game you were really into was Miss Pac-Man. Yes. Did you not play Tiger Woods EA Sports Golf? No, I really? didn't. Really? Nope. The only Do your sons play games, video game golf? Uh, no, not golf. No. The only games my, my kids play, they play MLB The Show. They play NBA 2K whatever. And that's it. Even they used to play, my Matthew used to play the hockey game, but he has since dropped that. And that's it. It's basically the show and NBA 2K. I played the golf for a little bit, and it actually felt cool. Like when it was really nice outside, if you were stuck inside playing a video game, but you were playing on a sunny golf course video game, it kind of felt like you were outside enjoying enjoying a real golf game. Yeah, no, I never got that a sense. golf match. Especially when it's 30 degrees and snowing outside. I'll tell you yeah. one golf game I did play now that I'm thinking about it. Ooh. When we came out, 
and you were, you know, when you were able to play the game as the person on the screen. Yeah, I did, did the motions. I did play that game for a while. I did that in the bowling. What about Golden Tea? That was very popular. Never, never. Uh, that was the Golden mm. Tea video game. The arcade game was at every restaurant growing up. Yes, and yet never played it. I don't think I ever played it once. Not once. Mm. I would always had, go to Miss Pac-Man. They had a home version too that you could plug directly into your TV that had the the rollerball on it. I think they still do. Yeah, I think they still because now I have to get that. All these arcade games from our childhood, you can get this little console that plugs into the TV, and you've got the joystick and everything. Yeah, pretty cool actually. Very cool, Jerry. All right, Uh, not cool is that we're almost done. But well, whatever. Yes, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll finish things uh, for the hour, and then Boomer and Geo at the top right now. Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on the NFL quarterback carousel. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Boomer and Geo coming up in just a moment. The Knicks lost in Philadelphia. The Islanders lost in Washington. Nine-game winning streak over. And the Devils actually won a game, snapped a a big home losing streak. What else you got, Al? I see that uh, LeBron James has become uh, part owner of the Boston Red Sox. Yes, a little uh, small minority. I saw that. Yeah, he purchased uh, shares in the Fenway Sports Group. And then promptly put out a photo of him in a Yankee hat. <laughs> yeah, like he's a Yankee fan. Money's money, Al. Remember because he, he got in trouble when he was in Cleveland for um, wearing a Yankee hat? During the Indians-Yankees series. Yeah. I do remember that, yeah. And now he's turned completely on the Yankees by joining the Red Sox. But it's always like what I've asked you. If there's a business opportunity out there that is going to earn you a nice return. Yes, at what point do you say, you know, do you stand by your beliefs and say no? No, you got to go business, Jerry, because here's the thing. Uh, John Bon Jovi, who is the second f- favorite person in New Jersey behind Bruce Springsteen. Well, yeah. He, he's like all up in the Robert Kraft and the Patriots business. So I think he's part of this, too, this Bon Jovi. So is I that true? Know. Yeah, I always, always he's always in that box with, uh, with uh, the, the Patriots owner, Rob Kraft. Money talks and bull bleep walks, right, Al? Fraud! 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 A very happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. (laughs) 